Hello, I'm Rachel Club Miller, and I'm the Director of Digital Engagement at Growth Play. I'm joined today by John Kaplan. John, today we are talking about setting up a training for success. Great topic, Rachel, and I'm very, very glad to be here. And you are the perfect person to talk about this topic because you have really been on the front lines of a lot of deliveries. I like the way you say that, front lines, and there's no... Uh, no a better place to be. Right. It's your natural resting state, John. <laughs> and the key to a successful training is really the hard work that's gone on before it and the hard work that will go on afterwards to reinforce the training. Yeah. You know, I think there's really a, a rhythm to a successful initiative. What we encourage our customers to do is to stand in the moment of the event. And, and therefore, by doing that, you focus uh, specifically on the sales rep experience got to ask yourself a question. What do you want them to be able to do after the training? Great question to ask to really think about what does success look like after that training. So let's start first with setting up that event for success. There are a lot of components that go into a successful delivery of a value framework or any methodology really. You need cross-functional alignment, practicality, um, leaders who really take ownership of that methodology success. But one thing you need to think about is how that delivery event is engaging the reps throughout that training. Yeah, that's a really good, really, really good point. And I think the first thing that you have to consider is consumability. It has to be consumable. I don't know how long the training event's going to be. I don't know how much content you're going to, you know, try to get across. The main point is you have to focus on, is it consumable? Another component is it's got to be experiential, meaning they've got to be able to do something with it, preferably do something with it, with their own stuff, with their own customers, with their own situations. And then you have to be able to show company solidarity. This can't just be a sales initiative. The greatest training initiatives are the ones where you have full company alignment behind it. That alignment is, is so important. And I wanted to get back to that point you made about the experiential learning. One of the things uh, that we recommend is that companies really have the reps work with live opportunities in their pipeline during the training. Yeah, I think that's critical. It, it always takes the rep back to the real world. And it, it should be something that they can go and immediately execute, you know, when they go back to the field. When we talk to, you know, customers about return on investment and these types of things, we have customers that immediately get their return on investment the first week back in the field because we focus on making sure that they put their hands on real live situations, real live customer situations that the reps can go immediately execute on. And we've all been at companies where they launch a new initiative and it's one more thing, one more thing the rep's going to do, another change. How do you ensure that your initiative, the one that you are leading, doesn't feel like one more thing? Yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. You know, it can't feel like the flavor of the week or the flavor of the month. You know, another important thing is it's got to draft into what they're already doing. And so, therefore, you have to customize the content so it feels like it's theirs. And we've got a saying, you know, through our workshop, which is the, the prep part of the training, which I'm sure you're going to do more content around in future podcasts. But we've got a saying that says, you know, it's built for you by you. And what that really means is by the time it gets to the reps, by the time they experience it, it looks customized to them. And that's critical. 
And the biggest tip for success, and I know we talk about this a lot, is really thinking beyond that event. How are you as a leader and as an organization going to set up reinforcement for after the event? Yeah, again, you got to determine your rhythm and cadence on reinforcing the initiative. So basically, you have to have a plan. But to make it really simple, you know, think about it this way. Sales reps are going to be looking for evidence during the event. They're going to be looking for evidence. They're going to be looking for things like, is leadership even in the room? Is leadership supportive? Is leadership involved? Is leadership going to use any of these lear- any of these new kind of learning principles? You know, the other thing is, you know, it's got to draft into things that they already do, and it's got to leverage, you know, other content that they have. So things like drafting into Salesforce.com and other tools that you have inside your company. This is evidence that sales reps are going to look for. If it's not there, they're not going to adopt it. And evidence can be seen as, as as the little things that you do as a sales leader day in and day out that drives the reinforcement, using the language, celebrating even small success. And I think it's these small nuances that really can make or break an initiative. And John, you've seen so many sales initiatives, as as we said. And as we wrap up, maybe you can give us some examples of some of the best things you've seen our customers do uh, for making it relevant, setting up uh, that event for success for the reps in the room. Yeah. It's a really, really good question, and, and, and thinking about this, I, I jump right to this kind of leadership involvement, and one of my favorite examples is, you know, a great friend to force management growth play is, you know, John McMahon, and John McMahon, many of you on this podcast will know him. He's probably the greatest uh, sales leader that I've ever met, um, and there was an example one time in a company that you know, when it came time to do the role plays, I'm speaking specifically on the topic of management involvement. John was the executive vice president of sales for this company at the time, and John was the first one to do the role play. It absolutely set the tone, not only for any training initiatives, but it set the tone for the rapid, aggressive, you know, growth that the company went through. And it was no, you know, no surprise to me that company went from about 15 million when we did the training to about 24 months they were bought for a billion dollars by another company. And it's just, that was just one of my favorite examples of leadership involvement. The other thing is, you know, draft in as much as you can to what they're already doing. If I could give the listeners any advice, you got to be able to weave it through what they're already doing, what the sellers are already doing. And show cross-functional unity. So give the other organizations that support sales some airtime during the event, like products and services and marketing. However, it just can't be product presentations and services presentations or marketing presentations. It's an opportunity to show the reps that the entire company is aligned behind them. So all those organizations have to use the language, use the frameworks, use whatever learning Uh, you're putting forth to that organization to show outstanding alignment. Those are some great bottom lines. And just to wrap, John, leadership involvement, lead from the front, participate in the role play, own it, right? Do it it first. Exactly. Draft the methodology into what's already happening and show unity across the company. Give some of those other departments that appropriate airtime to show that alignment across the company. You got it. Thank you, John. Thank you to all of you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our Growth Play podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud.